0: Hey, This is Matt, and you are listening to episode 51 of Entire We Trust, the podcast that reviews the most popular movies in theaters and also gets off topic. Today, we'll be discussing Ford vs. Ferrari. All right, uh, welcome to episode
1: 51 of Entire We Trust. Uh, you can now access the podcast at itwtpodcast.com for spoiler free one sentence reviews and movie ratings episode descriptions song of the week playlist movie soundtrack playlist and a submission form to be a guest on the show you can listen to the podcast wow on spotify and apple Podcasts uh on thursdays and then watch on youtube the same day uh, right, we got Matt Elowiki, a.k.a. just Elowiki. Hello. I don't know Hello. if i ever just call you Matt. Just call you. always call you Elowiki. We got former Spartan dog um, and current founder and CEO of Simple. Yes, sir. Um, so I know we are chatting a bit before, and I was thinking, okay, a lot of people might not know what Simple is. So do you want to explain what Simple is?
0: Yeah, I will. So pretty much for Michigan State students, um, mm-hmm. Michigan State is a, or for students, it's a D2L alternative. Um, a social learning platform that really encourages students to figure out who their classmates are um, and set up study groups together on campus. So mm-hmm. like if you remember D2L yeah. it's clunky, you know it takes yeah, D2L 20 L- steps S- yeah, man. to get from like point A to point B yeah. just to figure out what the homework is um, and so the idea was to make an app that's on the phone, um, it makes it easier for students to access what's due the next yeah. day, um, what exams are coming up for the week um, and then also pinpoint who their classmates are um, also, because Michigan State has large, seven hundred person classes, right. so it's hard to figure out who you know you're learning with. And so, um, and putting all that information in a platform, it makes it easier for students to figure out who their classmates are, mm-hmm. set up a study group on campus, and invite people to come and join them. So yeah, it's
1: clutch. I, I mean, I wish we definitely had that like back then, because you you know, you kind of incorporated a lot of the good things or aspects of, like, different apps. Mm-hmm. So you had, like, you know, Study Blue or, like, that was, a, like, a decent one. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, you're looking up, like, professor ratings and, like, how's house all that. Yeah, Coopers. yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even remember the name of it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you house all that in one spot. And then, like you said, like, okay, let's, let's do a study group. Like, let's take it another step and then, like, let's just communicate. Let's stay on this one app. So mm-hmm. that's smart. I mean, I think the best apps are ones where you can kind of combine a, a couple different ideas mm-hmm. and keep them all in one place instead of redirecting them to different apps or make different platforms. Yeah, make, make it, simple. it simple. Make I it simple, it's a reason for the name. <laughs> uh, you all, when did you start that? What year was that, was that 2016? Um,
0: 2016, okay. so I, I graduated in 2017 because of football. So I right. called that my junior year. Right. That's when I started um, the idea. I put out a version of it, it was very early. I had yep. like 300 students use it. And um, once I graduated in 2017, I started working full time on it. Nice. And, um, I've been working full-time since.
1: That's what's up, man. That's mm-hmm. what's up. And, uh, and I know things are going well. We were chatting about it before, but um, definitely check that out. Uh, if, you, you know, if you're listening to me and you go to Michigan State or just interested in it in general, just interested in, in different uh, tech startups and, and everything like that, definitely look up Simple mm-hmm. uh, on Instagram, on, online, and everything like that just to read more about it. So you are officially from, I mean, not officially, uh, um, what am I trying to say? Initially from Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. And officially, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, from Detroit. What part of Detroit did you grow up in? Uh,
0: the west side of Detroit. Okay, got and you. And then uh, my family, we moved out to Southfield uh, when I was younger, but majority okay. of my time was still spent in the city. Okay. Um, I went to school out there. The jobs that I worked was all in Detroit. Yeah. Um, so.
1: Got you. Yeah. And, I, and I've been here... Um, uh, better part of two years now, almost almost a full two years. Uh, I like Detroit. Mm-hmm. I like Detroit a lot. It's crazy how uh, how it's come up and just how it's changed from my perception of it before um, to now. But then also how it actually has changed mm-hmm. um, in the in the past years, just from what people have told me and I've learned more about the history since I've lived here.
0: Especially in the last two years, it's yeah. changed a whole lot. Yeah, even even down to seeing people jogging at night around Bell Island. People yeah. going to the Coney Island, one in the morning by themselves. Yeah,
1: people are telling me like that, that was a no go before. No. That's no like I mean I feel completely safe. I live off a of, off of Cass and um well, basically off of Woodward and Alexandrine is where I live. So mm-hmm. right by the slowest to go. Mm-hmm. So that's where I live and I um I jog around like last, last year I was um Training for the big 10K, mm-hmm. okay. so I'd get up. I mean, and I'm I'm a, I'm weird where I'll uh, get like a surge to run or something like that at like 11 o'clock at night That's and stuff. Weird. So yeah, <laughs> I get like this feeling like all right, like it would be like 10:45 and I'll be thought I was like about to go to sleep and I'd be like, nah, I feel like running. So I'll get up and do that. And again, like if, if it was 10 years ago, that might not have been the smartest move to do that. No, uh, but you know I felt completely safe running around Wayne State's. can probably still not safe to do now just because it's just not safe, but. <laughs> You know, I felt completely safe running around Wayne State's campus during the summer or whatever, so.
0: And it's, it's a whole lot safer. For me, it's just one of those things, like, me and my friends, we, back in high school, would spend a lot of our time out here, like, yeah. partying, just hanging out. And right. so I still kind of have that perception. Yeah, you have that, that reservation, way. yeah. Then yeah, still knowing that, I don't know, Yeah, just just be careful, yeah Exactly
1: And I think, I think you know, whenever you go to a place that you're not familiar with Just in general, be careful Mm -hmm. In general, be careful But then also, when you're going to a neighborhood you're not super familiar with Or you were familiar with it it before Mm -hmm. It became safe You know, it's always good to have that, you know, have that I guess for me, when I'm running, I'm like I'm like, yo, someone's going to have to work hard to catch me Like, I'm (laughs) warmed up right now Now you get to the end of those, like, couple miles You're like, right, if someone try to get me now I'm just done because my legs are spent, so if they run up on me, they just run up. I'm just going down. I'm right. going down. Um, <laughs> nah, but it's good. it's good out here. It's yeah. definitely a whole lot different. From <laughs> I hope before. It's safer out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, if you just, you'd be like, man, I was waiting on him to do the podcast, and you don't, you don't hear from me, man. <laughs> you know they got me. Uh, Song of the Week.
0: Song of the Week. Okay. Kanye West, Can't Tell Me Nothing. Ah, uh, okay. Like, I, I thought about Always that. Oh, it's a classic, yeah. It's a classic, but it's honestly one of my... i can't remember what i was watching yesterday but um it was another interview somebody asked the person like what was the song what was a song that kind of stuck out to you yeah that made them want to like further their career as far as music goes yeah but like for me i remember when that song came out i don't know what it was specifically but just like the way that he was able to get his point across like he was talking with full on confidence. Oh yeah. He even said something in there like, you know, they say I talk with so much confidence. what do you say? I think I talk with so much confidence. So much emphasis. emphasis. Ooh, they so sensitive. Yeah. 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 Stuff in that song just really sticks out to me, especially like as an entrepreneur. It stuck yeah. out a whole lot more. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I uh one of my favorite Kanye lines is uh um what now, now is it one of my favorites? If I can't think of it, uh, <laughs> you on the spot, though. I know right. I'm on the spot. I put myself on the spot, I didn't have to say it. Uh, something about my self esteem, but use my arrogance as esteem oh, to power yeah. my dream. Yeah,
0: use the what do you say? I, oh, yeah, I but yeah, that that I'm...
1: line though is that that's use my arrogance as esteem to power my dream. Like, that's one mm-hmm. of my favorite lines because it's like, yeah, you don't like you want to I always stay humble and not allow like your pride or arrogance to take over, mm-hmm. but. I just thought was interesting, like, you know, his story is obviously where he came from being a producer and then like the the famous story of like Cameron and the other people on uh, Dev Jam and Rock, like just putting him down like, mm-hmm. bro, you can't rap, like stick to making beats. Mm-hmm. And then now he's way bigger than any of those guys, minus Hove, right. obviously, any of those guys were or are. Right. So it's just like he and he always was super confident and cocky in him. So, so it's just like he used that you know, to get to the point where he's at now. So I I do respect that. And, I mean, I've I've canceled Kanye probably, like, the rest of the nation (laughs) for a while. Now, I haven't been a Kanye fan for – it's not, like, his recent antics. Like, Kanye just does stuff for attention, so I don't pay any attention to it. Right, right. But, like, I probably stopped being a huge Kanye fan probably, like, 10 years ago. But it's still, like – those first like three, four albums, it's like that's my childhood. So it's mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. stuff is still gonna be classic no matter what he does.
0: And that line specifically, it's like that that I think speaks to his journey. And like most of the journey people go through when they want to be great. Mm-hmm. It's like for a lot of the time we take the humble route. Yeah. That, like we surround ourselves with people who have like what it is that we want. Yeah. But at the same time we lose sight that like this is the real world. So yeah. like people will Walk over you as long as you allow them to. Yeah. But it's like as long as you stay genuine and true, to right? Grinding like the journey, which is what I feel like he did. Right. Um, you have those kind of revelations where it's like I yeah. could be humble, but I need to use, you know, my my arrogance in a strategic way. Yeah. To just get what I want. So, yeah. Absolutely. I like, Kanye. I like Kanye. He he says a lot of controversial stuff, but I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I feel. Some of the stuff that he says, not yeah. everything, but some of the yeah. stuff he says, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Know?
2: Oh,
1: he, he's definitely said some things that I'm like, okay, I rock with that. Sometimes, you know, a lot of times with certain people, it's just the delivery. Mm-hmm, right. Delivery and timing is it's everything hurt. a lot of times. You, so You
0: can hear a whole lot of pain and, like, confusion and, like, yeah. just I don't even know in his voice. Yeah, so
1: that's, a, that's the thing is that sometimes... People, their message gets lost because of how they say it or when they say it, and Mm -hmm. it's like, ooh, that just wasn't the right time, or you could have phrased that a little differently, and we would have been rocking with you. So I get it, but like, you just gotta, you gotta take a step back. But um, but yeah, I mean, Kanye's still gonna be, Kanye's still Kanye, man. Mm -hmm. Like he's still up there, he's still a legend, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, regardless of you know when he's doing or saying wild stuff. Uh, (laughs) My song of the week is uh, "So Good" by Omar Apollo. So Mm -hmm. he, um, so I've heard his name like buzzing around a little bit like throughout this year. Uh, whether it's, like, Spotify kind of pumping a bump a little bit. Um, like, they always have, like, they'll make someone, like, the face of, like, some of their playlists, and it's like, that's their way of kind of giving them some pub. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that comes about. But anyway, um, I do like this song. It's, like, a cool vibe, like, bop, like, you know, music, just kind of, like, you're cleaning the house, like, a good jam like that. Okay. So, uh, so but listen to that.
0: I'll be cleaning the house, The gospel music. Yeah. <laughs> that's.
1: I mean, that's how I was growing up, man. Like, growing up, I didn't have an option. Like, what? <laughs> we were listening to gospel music or, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think. of like Motown. Right. Like that's it. Those are the two mm-hmm. options. But it was it was no cussing in the music. It was right. nothing, you know. So uh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, random rapid fire coming up here. Okay. So it's uh, nine questions that you have no prep for. Okay. Game time. <laughs> the side, the deep side, always before I before I go into this round. Okay. Um, what was your dream car, or what is your dream car? <laughs> well,
0: I'm not gonna lie. Growing up, I always wanted a a Pontiac G8. <laughs> I don't... Oh, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but like, when I was younger, I always wanted a Pontiac G A. Oh, know what it was, but now I want like a '68 Mustang.
1: Okay, like a uh, uh, old school. Okay, old school, car.
0: yeah. You hear me coming? Okay. Like, also, you kind of get out of my
1: way. That's a little I'm bit drawing. cooler, yeah. It's a little bit cooler than the Pontiac. <laughs> I did. I wanted a Mustang too growing up. Mustang was my like car growing up. That I'm like, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I still like, I still feel like even though I'm not like a super flashy dude, mm-hmm. uh, at all i think that i still kind of want a mustang just because it's like accomplishing that thing from when i was a kid that mm-hmm. i always wanted like at some point that has to be one of the cars i get
0: and it's one of those light like it's it's, it's flashy only because of the history of the car right like, right it's not like a lamborghini or no it looks no like a spaceship like, no it's you're a, right it's a nice classic looking car they're doing
1: electric mustangs too i just saw news on that the other day it. yeah i wouldn't
0: do it no i personally wouldn't yeah i mean i mean i'm muscle. not saying yeah
1: yeah i'm with you mm-hmm. i'm with you um what color is your dream car what color would it be red red yeah mm-hmm. gotta go with the red what's uh the fastest you've ever gone in a car
0: my gonna be mad. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people gonna be bad but like probably i would probably push like 110. 110 mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> moving yeah. uh have you ever so there's this, actually this made me just think about this um so right out of college i moved to vegas and I was in Vegas for six months. I didn't know that. Yeah, so right at Kaiser, I went to Vegas for an internship. Um, and then uh, I would make the drive from Vegas to LA a lot. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about this the other day for whatever reason. But that drive is a lot of just like, there's a point where you just see, you're just straight ahead and you can't even see as far as you have to drive because mm-hmm. it's flat and it's just desert on both sides. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm talking, like, there's, like, 30 miles on end where there's no exits, no nothing. So if you run out of gas or it's nighttime, it's over. Like, I know there's dead bodies buried out there somewhere. It has to be, bro. Like, the mob has to have a ton of dead bodies out there. But, um, but when you're driving, it's just, like, there's points where it's just you. Mm-hmm. There's no other cars on the road. It's just straight away. And you could easily go. You could easily push something crazy on
0: that. How fast did you push it?
1: I never did. I mean I was always like, No, nah, I just I just play it safe. But in hindsight now I'm like, yo, you can kinda go crazy on this road if you really wanted to.
0: I'm a bad driver too, to throw that out. <laughs> like everybody that knows me like they will not give me the keys like if
1: you must really there, be a bad driver cuz most people don't admit that I'm especially a, men most men are not gonna admit that they can't drive I mean
0: I was T-boned a couple of times so <laughs> I think there's a little trauma there and I don't know it's just something about driving that is nerve nerve-wracking to me probably yeah. the people probably knowing I can't control the people around Yeah
1: me. that's the thing it's really it's the people around you mm-hmm. um but in this case it sounds like it might be you man I might gotta watch <laughs> out when you, when you behind the wheel uh have you ever street raced with someone <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah new, I'm just getting you in trouble Sean, now. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, Sean is
1: in the room right now. Uh, who won?
0: Oh, uh, we had to... All right. I'm going to tell you story. Oh, I'm going to tell you story. We had to stop because, okay, we're leaving school. I'm with the U of D. So, it's yep. right there on 7 Mile. We're coming down here. He lives, like, right around the corner from here. It was his parents' house. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we're driving on the freeway. Um, we come off on his exit. Um, and... As soon as we turn to the right, it's Motor City Casino, but there's a cop car, like two cop cars and a whole bunch of police, like right outside of the car. And we're going fast, coming off the exit. And so I look to the right, and then I look straight ahead, Sean has stopped. And and so I'm like, dang, I slam on my brakes, and you hear a screech, and then I smack the back of his car. No. And so I'm like, dang. I look over to the right, I see Sean look over to the right, and the cops just looking. And so he takes all he skirts off, I skirt off right behind him, and we pull right up to his crib. He had one of those Oldsmobiles, so it was metal. Yeah. Like, nothing happened to his car. <laughs> my car had a little chip in the bumper. Yeah. I go home and my parents like, what is this? Like what happened to the car? And I'm like, oh it was parked and somebody smacked it. I came out in the <laughs> But that was the one time I can remember that was the one time That's I can remember drag racing. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's like such a high school story. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's such a high school kid, something to do. Uh, it, it's some of the stuff you think about, like, I think about, like, why did I do? Why would I even think to? How do we even think to do some some stuff?
0: Bro, I hurt my head thinking about everything we, we did right? Right in high school. It's just
1: dumb stuff, man. Um, would you uh, rather work for Ford or Ferrari?
0: Hmm. Um... Ferrari.
2: Mm.
0: I will say Ferrari.
1: Um, favorite Detroit auto company?
0: GM. GM? I come from a GM family.
1: Okay, and we right by GM, too, so mm-hmm. we're right by them right now. Uh, have you ever fallen off a moped? Let's take it back to the college <laughs> days. Oh, my <laughs>
0: goodness. Another story. I'm going to keep this one short. <laughs> my roommate freshman year. Now, you remember the crack chicken spot? Oh, yeah. We used to go to the one Eastside? all the way in Lansing, though. Oh, yeah. Yes, and so it's snowing on the ground. Is that
1: one better than Eastside?
0: Um, it's it's about the same, but we just knew about that one.
1: First. Oh, before. Okay, got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm.
0: And so um, every Wednesday we would go out there after tutoring. Yeah. And we would ride mo- Who was
1: your roommate James. freshman year?
0: Paul. Paul Hey, That's
1: right. Paul was your roommate. Remember,
0: he had the nice mo. Yeah, yeah, he did. And so one Sunday... Um, Jack Conklin. Yeah, I saw Jack moped. last weekend. For real. Yeah. How's, how's he doing?
1: He doing all right. He was at the. He came to the U of M game. Okay. Yeah. So we were, we were chatting. That was okay. the first time I seen him in a minute. I
0: know he's doing good. I know he's doing good. He's doing man. real well, yeah. But um, he let me borrow his moped so that we can go to the crack chicken spot. Yeah,
1: Jack's too big for a moped anyway. Way man. too big.
0: I don't <laughs> even think he ever rode it. Honestly, he, it looks brand new. Yeah, it looked brand new. <laughs> and so um, it's it was snowing like not at the time, but it was winter time, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it just snowed. There was some ice on the ground. But, you know, it wasn't too bad. Right. And so we're driving. uh, We're on the way back. And it was the same type of situation. Like, Paul had stopped. It was over there by um, Riverwalk. Yeah. You know how you can either go straight to continue towards campus or you can turn left and, like, go down Michigan. Yes. Yep. It was at that crosswalk. Paul had stopped. It was another (laughs) one of those, like, I look down or somewhere. And as soon as I look up, it's like the moped is on his side. His foot's on the (laughs) ground. And he's, like, looking at me. And so I slam on the brake. But I hit a patch of ice and Ooh. fall. Oh. And when I say like my skid in my palm, my arm, Jack's whole side of his moped was scratched <laughs> up. His mirror was broken off. Dang. I'm like man. <laughs> and when I say I was ready to walk, I was ready to walk that moped the whole rest of the way. That was that would have been at least like 40, 50 minutes. Right. I was ready to walk. And the cold. Oh man. But Jack was he was pissed. <laughs> I know
1: he was. I know he was, man. Uh. <laughs> That's hilarious, That's man. My That's, time. A,
0: That's my one time falling I, off of a moped.
1: I fell off twice. I had a moped. Uh I fell off once, no, one was around. It was in the parking lot. I was riding my moped to the car. And i in the I made it all the way to the parking lot um, cuz you know we always have the most far parking lots that mm-hmm. we got to park our car in. Pulling it's a whole bunch of black ice. Mm-hmm. Just and I felt like it was one of those like I felt like I was sliding for like minutes. Like, it was like, just like, like I was not even hurt. It just was salty that I was sliding. Other time is it was like it was in slow motion. Like I just came up, it was a bunch of snow, and I just like tipped over. Uh-huh. But it was a girl walking past, so I had to play it off like she's like, "You good?" I was I was in so much pain. I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "No, I'm good. I'm good." Try to pop up all quick. Late man, ankle was hurt for like two weeks. Like I was That's like, "No, I'm cool. I'm cool." That's the worst. The yeah, injuries afterwards. The injuries. Yeah. Walking <laughs> off. The embarrassment and, and injuries. Yeah, like yeah, it's like I was waiting for her to keep. I'm like just keep walking so I can limp <laughs> in peace. <laughs> um, go, uh, go to slushy flavor when you go to the theater. Red, Red. Uh, if you had to rewatch the same movie for the rest of your life, what would it be?
0: Coach Carter. Cause that was quick. Coach that Carter, was quick. Bro, listen, Coach Carter is one of my favorite movies. Like, it's hard for me to pick my favorite. Yeah. But like, if I had to in a do or die situation,
2: Coach I could watch Carter.
0: Coach Carter forever. Like, I feel like it embodies every important thing about life. Like, yeah. Into one movie.
1: That is that's that's big words. Coach Carter is a good movie though. Coach Carter is a real good movie. Hands down. Um. All right. So getting into this movie um ford vs ferrari imdb description here is american car designer carol shelby and driver ken miles battle corporate interference the laws of physics and their own personal demons to build a revolution, revolutionary race car for ford and challenge ferrari at the 24 hour of layman's in 1966 uh release date the 15th of november this previous weekend notable cast matt damon christian bell and john uh bernthal Like all three of those guys a lot. Director uh, James Mangold, who also did The Wolverine and Logan. Um, If you listen to the podcast a lot, or at least to my episodes about superheroes, you know that uh, Wolverine is like top three superheroes of all time. So uh, (laughs) love those movies. Uh, Writers, uh, or main writer for the movie, Jez Jez, uh, Butterworth. What a name. uh, Who did (laughs) Spectre, the 007 movie, a couple years back, and Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, Spectre was okay. Edge of Tomorrow, I didn't finish because it sucked. Um, I
0: haven't watched a James Bond movie since I think Die Another Day.
1: Yeah, it's too many of them, man. That's way too many. It's corny.
0: I feel like it's corny now. It's too.
1: Yeah, it's like I don't know. How do you keep making it? I don't know. It's man, crazy.
0: James Bond was a thing. Me and my dad, like, we watch all the old.
1: Yeah, my dad Cunningham used to watch the old ones. Dalton, yeah,
0: seeing all of those, but it's just corny now. It's
1: too much. Like, it's just like, all right, like, yeah, it's uh, whatever. Um, runtime for this movie was two hours and thirty-two minutes, which made me a little nervous at first because. When you see the super long movies, you're like, "Man, this is about to. We better be in here all day. Are they gonna make it drag? Which it didn't, uh, which I'll talk about here. So, going into the movie, what were you thinking prior prior to walking into the theater, just off of the trailer, reading about it? What were your thoughts?
0: Um, I thought I was going into like a a pure racing movie, like mm-hmm. it was going to be. Like a NASCAR type movie that I wouldn't understand. Yeah, like yep. beyond just seeing cars go fast and seeing right. somebody win a race. Right, like it was way, it was a whole lot deeper than
1: that. It really was, man. It uh, so going into it, uh, so wait, first of all, before I even talk about what I was thinking about going into the movie, mm. uh, why are they making another Jumanji? That that they need <laughs> they need to not make another Jumanji, man.
0: They're making too many follow up movies to classics yes. that they don't need to make. Like
1: the like the the um. Uh, Robin Williams one Great I, I love Robin Williams They did not need to make Another Jumanji With The Rock And Kevin Hart nope. That first So that first Jumanji That they did together I uh, go on record As saying Top Maybe top three Worst movies I've ever Paid money for In theater Damn. Cause I have a pretty Good radar Of like don't go And I I knew better On that one I did know better But I went anyway Right Um what, maybe one of the worst movies I, I paid money to go see. Um, and if I hadn't paid so much, I went and saw it in Chicago. If I hadn't paid so much, I would have walked out. But it was like 13 it was like $16 by the end of it. So I was like, no, nah, I'm staying, I'm watching this movie. I've had two um,
0: movies that made me walk out. Yeah, which two. ones? It was Avatar, which I know a lot of people like that movie. Yeah,
1: but... I, it, you it was, know, Avatar has come up like... Avatar's come up, I think, the last three episodes. Or, or this episode... Not last episode, and the two before that came up. <laughs> that's what, one of the best movies. No, it just it just wait, it just come up in conversation oh, yeah. for whatever reason. It's funny. I hated. It. I watched. The out. Carrie hated it. Uh, Tr was saying how he liked it, and then uh, you hate it. It's so that's so funny.
0: <laughs> and, then, and then 22 Mile. I think that movie came out last year with, with Mark Wahlberg. It was like some CIA movie. Oh okay. The trailers look sweet, but like when I say I fell asleep probably three. Wait, times. did I watch that?
1: You probably did. It was. I mean, it was yeah. a pretty big market movie. Yeah, it was but it one. was whack. It was whack. I know exactly. Yeah, I watched that uh, over Thanksgiving maybe or something like that. For whatever reason, like I just happened like I'm watching on TV.
0: It was terrible. Yeah, it was
1: not good. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I don't know why they're doing the Jumanji. Um, also, this old dude in the theater kept walking around uh, during this movie, which was annoying me. Uh, I don't know what I don't know if his legs were just he just need to get some blood flowing or what, Probably. but he can't. I don't know, but I, I was like, the cane at home. I don't oh, like, like people walking behind me. Like, it's, so he's just walking behind. I'm like, bro, you don't. Know, I sit in the back for you like to
0: get that blood circulating. Yeah, in the legs. He was about to.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't say nothing nothing to But um, but yeah, so I didn't know much about this story uh i'm not huge into historical films i'm just not i'm not a huge history guy i don't know what it is i don't know ever since growing up i've never liked history i don't know i mean it might sound ignorant or just whatever but it's i've just never been really big into history um i didn't see a trailer for it too honestly i I did not see a trailer but i I obviously i knew about the movie i didn't do a ton of research on it Mm -hmm. um sometimes i do like to go to a movie that whether it's about history or true story and just go in and say okay let me see how, like, the perspective of if I know nothing. Right. If I know nothing, let's see if they made a good movie. Right. Because when you know the story, then you're expecting certain things to happen. You're not really getting it the way that they want to – you're not watching it the way they want to deliver it mm-hmm. to you. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in. I don't know anything about cars. I don't know anything about the story. I don't know anything about Ford, really, or Ferrari as far as history. Right. Obviously, I know I'm familiar with the companies, but not really their background or racing. So I'm like, let me just go on with that. So, again, with you, I was – Shocked that it was just uh, it was just a really good movie, mm-hmm. um, and I do like those uh, like I said the three actors that I named earlier, uh, namely Christian Bell, and Matt. Uh, well, I like John Bertha too, aka um, Punisher. John uh, oh, the Punisher, the yeah. Punisher, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Punisher. So, um, so because of that, also um, obviously Ford is Detroit based. Mm-hmm. I'm in Detroit, so I was like, you know, definitely want to do this film. Because uh, there's a couple films out right now that, you know, kind of could have done. Harriet's out right now. hasn't gotten good reviews, but... Black and Blue. Black and Blue, Great which movie. you mentioned and someone else had mentioned to me within the last week that mm-hmm. it was good. I didn't even know it was coming out, and two people have mentioned it to me now. Great. Um, man. So, I mean, there's a couple of different things, but I was like, you know what? This is getting some good pub, and I like these guys. So, mm-hmm. um, Miss Christian Belson's Batman, too. Mm-hmm. Um so the movie actually reminded me too. So uh, again, I didn't. This is not anything I knew before going in. But now getting into you know when I'm actually watching and everything, it reminded me of a documentary I just watched for the first time this past week, Free Solo. Okay. So have you seen Free Solo? No. Uh, it's a must watch. I, so I'm not a huge documentary guy. Um, really. Not a huge. Surprised do- me. Right. You're I know. I don't know what it is but I'm not a huge guy. Doc- not. I don't hate document. Now history, I just don't enjoy most of the time documentaries I actually I do like documentaries I just don't for whatever reason I don't watch a ton of them Hmm. Um, but if it's on something that I'm interested in you know whatever so free solo I watch Um, so for those of you who don't know what free soloing is it's when you go rock climbing without any rope it's just your hand just hands and then you chalk that's Mm -hmm. all you have Um, so it's just one for one it's already a remarkable feat regardless no matter what rock you're climbing the fact that you're climbing it without a rope Mm -hmm. and you're thousands of feet above ground
2: is just ready to die
1: I mean, yeah, it's just like, yeah, literally, it's just like mind boggling. But this guy, um, so this guy, uh, climbed, uh, El Capitan and, uh, in Yosemite park. Hmm. First guy ever to free solo it. Um, I mean, it's just, I, you, it's one of those things that you watch and you can't believe what you're watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was really, it was super inspiring. Like I said, probably the best documentary I've ever watched, which yeah, show him
0: walking or climbing had, on me.
1: Yeah. Okay. yeah, they show it. I mean, they show him practicing for it on other rocks and everything like that. I mean, he, he's a big – his name's Alex. I can't remember what his last name is. But um, it was just super inspiring to see someone – like, he put all his energy, like, everything he did in his life leading up to this point, like, was towards this. Mm-hmm. Like, what he ate, what time he got it, where he lived during the year. Like, he lived in, his, in a van that was, like, all sustainable energy and all this – like, Everything he did was towards this one goal, so that is super inspiring as someone who has like big goals and aspirations and things you want to do. Like Mm -hmm. this is what it takes to kind of do something that no one else has done. Like Mm -hmm. you have to go to a place like where you are sacrificing a ton of things and just putting everything towards this one thing. So Mm -hmm. that was super inspiring. And again, I think that you see that same kind of theme in this movie, where it's like where where, with Alex, when you're climbing a, a mountain thousands of feet, it's either. Perfection, or you die. Right. Like if he makes one slip, he's falling, he's dying. Right. With this, it's a little different. Obviously, this guy ended up dying at the end. Right. Um, you know, trying to get the perfect car, you know, uh, build it the perfect way. But um, but I think that if you approach your goals as either I accomplish it or die trying, mm-hmm. then you're probably gonna be successful. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yes. you know, if you <laughs> if you approach it that way, you're you're gonna you're gonna have more success than if you just look at it as like a hopefully I do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that was that was inspiring. The cars, though, uh, when I was seeing the old cars at first, I'm not going to lie, I was thinking my RAV4 might be able to take some of these cars. <laughs> like, you know, these old cars in the 60s, like, I, I don't know, man. Like, uh-huh. I feel like I got pretty good, you know, turn radius on mine. Like they look thin. Like, yeah. They look
0: like little matchbox cars. Right. Literally, like, ready to fly off of the ground. Right. For somebody right. like me, I wouldn't get behind a wheel like that because I would man, no, crash. Man, no, Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I, def- I definitely wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> you, you couldn't pay me. And what's crazy is that Um, I didn't think about this either. And they showed this in the first scene you see. Uh, the only scene where you see Carol Shelby racing is with his his final race, where Good his course. heart rate was too high. And he couldn't see straight. And, mm-hmm. you know, he just kind of was he was done. Mm-hmm. Um, Had some health issues. I never considered racers to have a high heart rate. Like, I never, I, and I'm not big into NASCAR or, mm-hmm. or professional racing, but I've never thought about that before until this film. And I said, wow, I guess if you are going 200-plus miles per hour, your heart probably, you probably are nervous. Yes. You know what I mean? You probably are, like. Yes. <laughs> and you and cooped
0: up you're wonder, cooped up ever see, yep like the inside I don't know if you've been able to see like the inside of a race car but like it doesn't I, look anything like a regular car like everything's gutted out yeah you know it's just kind of only on TV
1: around. I don't think I've I mean maybe if I would have I don't know if I've been a place or something like that where mm-hmm. there was one at like a convention center or something like that probably being around Detroit I probably have mm-hmm. and just not really paid much attention to it mm-hmm. but you're right I've never really paid much attention to it till this movie and I'm just looking I mean it was funny when they showed uh, Mr. Ford Henry Ford II, getting in it and he was like cramped all cramped up um, but that was a good scene but uh, but yeah I just didn't realize how high your heart rate gets just probably one again you're cooped up mm-hmm. you're going at these high rates and just sheer fear mm-hmm. like just the fear of like you make a wrong turn, this thing might blow up and it's over.
0: Even, like, clotting, like, yeah. you know, from a physical standpoint, like, being in that position for so long, Yeah, like the Daytona 500, that's 500 laps, you know? Bro, that's
1: crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Even,
0: even from a physical standpoint, like, I definitely didn't know that driving or, like, being a, a race car driver could take a physical toll on your body. But right. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes
1: sense. Yeah, when they break it down, it definitely makes sense. And I think they did a good job, like you said, of going in and you're thinking, man, is this going to be about like racing? And I don't know what's going on. But they did a good job of breaking it down in layman's terms mm-hmm. for us that are going to go and watch them. We have no background mm-hmm. in, in racing. You know what I mean? So, but we didn't. We weren't confused. Like right. I wasn't confused at really any points or parts where I might have been confused. They, you know, explained brought it, it. Yeah, they explained it. They came through full circle. So, mm-hmm. um, do you think? NASCAR should be, con- or I guess it is considered a sport, but there's certain sports that I'm like, I don't know if that's a sport. Do you think this is a sport? <laughs> yes, 100%. yeah, I, I think so. 100%. Now after this, I didn't, I wouldn't, uh, I think I would have said no before this movie. To be honest with you,
0: I mean, I don't know, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like a lot of sports that or a lot of things that people find controversial, yeah, like being brought into the sports topic. I consider it a sport. Like I think hustling is a sport, to be honest, yeah. because it's something that not everybody can do. Yeah, you know, you're in competition, maybe not directly, yeah. but you know, you're competing for the same resources as other companies or people. Right. Um, those types of things, and you have to find a way to like separate yourself and get what you need, which is essentially winning. Right. So like, I don't know, I'm one of those technical thin lines. Got people, you. You know, and I always look like at from the sport, athleticism sports. standpoint. Like, do
1: I have to use any athleticism for this? Which I think for both of those competitions, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. After this, I definitely saw that. Like, okay, yeah, you have to be able to one understand angles. Mm-hmm. You have to have uh, your hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's a lot of things that quick, to, uh, quick. quick gotta yeah, you have to be quick. quick yeah. Um,
0: Physical, because so, like you, I mean, you gotta think about it when um, that car first crashed. like, yeah. you, you remember when the guy was talking to um, uh, when the guy was talking to Kevin's son? or the Lyle son, and oh, he yeah, said um, the reason why that one guy died in the fire yeah. was because he got stuck in the car. Yeah. So, like, that made me think, like, Henry Ford, as big as he was. Yeah. Squeezing in. Yeah, Andrew, he wouldn't have been able to get out. A race car driver can't be big. You yeah. he got to be fit That's true,
1: yeah. Out. That is true. So, um, so yeah, you got to be quick. Even if you're in the pit, you got to be quick. You got to move fast. You got to be strong. Mm-hmm. Um, So, there's definitely aspects there. Uh, So, you know, with the actual story, it's funny because, uh, you know, even though, even though it's you know Ford and even though Ford is like the hero of the story, mm-hmm. um, as far as the company and just them winning obviously, Ferrari is is still today so much cooler. Like you know what I mean? Like I like I, it's funny when I saw the title Ford versus Ferrari. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like I wouldn't put right. those two in the same. Like Ferrari's like he, right. like head and shoulders above. Like and me not knowing much about cars, it's just where their brand is placed in our minds. Mm-hmm. Like, Ferrari is boom. It's not even like, I'm Ferrari, Lamborghini. Like, that's what you Rolls think Royce. when you think of, yeah, Rolls Royce, mm-hmm. Ford, uh, Toyota, Chevy. GM, Chevy. That Like, I have, you. I don't even have got, them on. You
0: got the cars that advertise mm-hmm. and make commercials, and then you got the cars that go after a certain demographic. Yeah. That, probably doesn't even watch TV, so they don't even pay for commercials. Right, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's the difference.
1: So, um, so I, I thought that was uh interesting too, just coming into it and seeing like, oh wow, they were on the same they're competing at the same level, which they touch on and, you know, like I said, Ford's the hero, but you know, Ferrari even during the movie, I'm like, they're even portrayed cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're 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 more like elegant, uh, you know, they're very arrogant, mm-hmm. um, classy. It's kind of how I would describe them. Whereas mm. four, they make it seem very like very American, where you're just very like pompous gritty. and gritty, gritty. Um, you know the the owner at four, like you know when he gets insulted and you know just kind of classless and what he what he say.
0: He said uh, uh, when Shelby asked him like Are yeah. you ready? Yeah. He said what do you say that name in the middle of the steering wheel? Yeah. yeah. Give you the answer. Yeah, and they start crying. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: I was born ready and start start crying. I'm like, come on, man. Uh so it's it's funny. It's you know what's crazy too is as I was watching this is how um how many ingenious things are literally birthed from just like pride or competition, especially in this country. I mean, we're a capitalistic society, mm-hmm. so obviously it's all about competition. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting too to watch and be like, wow, like you know, I wasn't familiar with the story before, but for those who might have been before, it's crazy how like them winning these competitions or them even pitting against Ferrari is literally was a pride thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and I and I looked up, like, kind of some of the, the fact versus fiction for the movie mm-hmm. after the fact. And a lot of it, the really cool thing about this movie is that they stuck to a lot of the actual, like, even some of the dialogue was exactly how it happened. Okay. So that's kind of dope, too, mm-hmm. to watch. And it wasn't a lot of fluff. And it is just, it makes you appreciate the story that much more like wow right. this is really like even the ending like how like he told him to slow down and he ended up losing like that's a real that's really what happened mm-hmm. so like that's just crazy that that's like like that doesn't even sound like that sounds like something real. really you can make up but it's like that's straight up like it's real and uh so that was that was cool and again how they literally like how they tried to acquire ferrari mm-hmm. and when ferrari didn't they were pissed and so they just had to race him like that's actually how the story happened which is crazy
0: i saw that too and i thought i thought it was slick um I thought it was slick how when he first got out of the car, like, he knew exactly what they were doing. Like, yeah. You remember he got out? He said, yeah. no pictures. Like, please, no pictures. Yeah. And they're telling him, like, no, this is just for history. Yeah. You know? He knew exactly what they were trying to do. And then as soon as they got those pictures, they didn't get the number that he wanted. <laughs> they did.
1: Smart, man. I mean, it's it's business, man. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And it's like, that's a competitor. So, like, they're going to do it. Like, it's no it's no love there, man. It's like, they don't owe you anything. I don't know. I mean, I, I I've come from the place of... You know, you treat people with respect, and you do things with integrity, mm-hmm. no matter what. Because my, my thought is, if you don't, then it'll come back to you. Right. But you have to be aware that, like, not everyone operates that way. Most mm-hmm. people don't operate that way. Right. So, like, you have to be careful.
0: But most definitely. My thing is, at the end of the day, as long as you're staying true to what you know what right. you need to be doing, you can't control what anybody else That's true. does. It's just, you know, as long as you're handling business, it'll right. work out. And
1: obviously, we see today, like, Ford didn't take a huge hit from not getting Ferrari. Right. You know what I mean? So... Um, I mean, obviously the automotive industry isn't where it was at previously, right. but I think that's across the board. I don't think that's a, you know, just Ford. um, also when they offered, you know, they were telling Kim Miles, like, yo, we want you to come work on this or whatever. And they said, we'll write you a blank or no. And then when they try to get Shelby at first, it's like, mm-hmm. we'll write you a blank check. Mm-hmm. Yo, he's like, I got to think about it. No, I ain't got to think about it. If you write me a blank check, I don't have to think about anything. I don't care what the job is, man. Like, But
0: again, again like I feel like that speaks to the journey that he had been on from yeah. like, when he first started to that point. That's true, yeah. Because to be offered a blank check, and then you're telling the person that's trying to give you that money, like, hold on, I want you to understand what this means. Like, you're not right. just buying a win. Like, a win, money will not guarantee something like yeah. that. Like, what you're doing is you're buying my trust, my time me to put the right pieces and people in place to make it right happen for you so i think just to him being confident in that moment getting the kind of money that people dream of and still being like i want you to understand like what this means for you and, yeah like, our relationship um for me like i just i want to be like that you yeah know what i'm saying i want to yeah. be just like that when that time comes and that situation comes around yeah to where there's a company that's like look we like what you have yeah you know here's a blank tech like come Help us make this happen. Yeah. I want to have that same kind of confidence that he did.
1: Right, exactly. I'm going to get it to Sean. Sean, you better, if you want to peace out, you can take the. Oh, you good? All right, bro. Um, if you do, you got the, the key right there. Um, Sorry for the listeners, uh, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I think the movie was was really good. How they um, how even if you didn't really have a background in racing or or anything like that, or a huge interest in history like myself, mm-hmm. you still really appreciate it. Um, and back to the blank check thing, I think it's dope to be paid for like what you're good at, mm-hmm. and without even seeking it. Mm-hmm. So like that has to be a really good feeling when you get to the point where you're so good at something that people are just seeking you out, trying to give you money or like whether it's consulting advice if you're an entrepreneur or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, helping other companies make it, but uh, you know, or even Ken Miles, like Ken was just a dude who was just living. Like right. he just essentially, I mean, obviously he had his own business, <laughs> but like, he wasn't you know, even paying taxes. He I mean. wasn't even paying taxes, so the business was about to be lost. And just <laughs> off of being a good racer, like you have people coming to you, just like forward. like yo, we want you to be our guy. Me, obviously, there was like. Some disagreements there or whatever, but just to be that you can't good re-deny. at something.
0: When you're that good at something, yeah people can give all the friction in the world but at the end of the day, they can't deny you.
1: Man, hey uh, cream always rises to the top. I believe that's so true. Mm-hmm. And um I mean you hear that all the time like growing up playing sports and things. Obviously, I know you play sports even at the collegiate level, so you you know you've heard that. Mm-hmm. But you know, it always you know, I think sometimes, sure, you have you know, as what's so famously put as politics, you know, in sports and in high school where the, you know, the principals, kids you know, get uh, get to start and you feel like you should start. Mm-hmm. Let's put it like this. If you're a baller, you're going to play. play. Right. And if you're a baller, you're going to get looked at by college. And, you know what I mean? There's right. not Le- – LeBron isn't where he's at because his coach was nice to him. Right. No, he was good. So yeah, it's He's like,
0: not where he's at because he went to Duke. Yeah, the right school. College. Yeah, right,
1: exactly. So it's like I-, I promise you, man, you'll make it. And, uh, and you know, something else, not to get off too much of a, of a tangent here, mm-hmm. um, but I think – people especially when it gets to the collegiate level when people are like man politics there's there's not politics it's, it's the the politic that runs the college level is just like any other business money
0: right. a coach wants to keep
1: his job so if a coach wants to keep his job he's going to put the best players on the field to help him keep his job mm-hmm. he don't care if he just likes your personality or you're funny mm-hmm. oh bro if you are good some of them do some some gonna it's, it's going to be it's going to be some of that if you can if you mm-hmm. can if it's close mm-hmm. sure if it's close, sure. But if you gotta do who's a baller, right. and you gotta do who's a scrub, but you like the scrub, mm-hmm. nah. Right. You that might slide just like a little bit, but when it's heat on you mm-hmm. and you're trying to win mm-hmm. and your
0: job is in question. They're gonna put the best eleven out there. They got
1: they got to. Mm-hmm. You'll be if, at some point, again, that could happen, but at some point you're forced. If you're not naturally a dude who does that, mm-hmm. you're gonna be forced to where you gotta put the best dudes out there. Right. You got a job, you got Word too much money on that. Or
0: get lost. Yeah,
1: yeah, and then you see that, and it's like, yeah, you do see sometimes where it's like, man, dude, you know, overlook me, or dude didn't give me the right. And it's like, yo, you just gotta get that much, you gotta get that much better.
0: I mean, it's just something that happens, not even just in sports, like with being great, period. Like, there's so many people that want the same thing, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, and knowing that you have to, within yourself, not wanna fall short in any area. Yeah. Because it's like, once you reach a certain age, like people don't push you as much as they no, used to. It's up to you. And so, like, if you aren't spending those times you get in your mind right, like, it, you'll find yourself lost. Yeah. You know?
1: Absolutely. So I thought that was dope to see, like Ken was just like, like he said in the movies, pure driver, mm-hmm. to pure dude. He, that's all he cares about. Mm-hmm. Even when he didn't get to go, and I don't know if I can say I do the same, but even when they didn't pick him to go, like kind of last minute mm-hmm. to go drive the first time around, how he still was working on the car, still telling them, like, this is what you got to do. This is like he was a team player. Ten you know toes, what
0: I mean? Ten toes. I mean, he
1: was in it, and I think it was even, it was maybe less about the guys, maybe some about, you know, I don't want to take anything from him or his legacy. But, you know, the way the story was portrayed is almost like he just loved the sport. He just loved racing and cars that much that, yo, of course I want to be out there and I feel jaded. Mm -hmm. But, like, I love this too much to not give it my all. Mm -hmm. So, like, that was dope to see. Um, And the story, I felt like, you know, even at points where it kind of went through, you know, peaks and valleys like anything in life does, Mm -hmm. the story didn't slow down. So, you know, it's a two and a half hour movie. Like I said, seeing that when I was going to theater, I'm like, this is is a little long. Mm And, um, you know, my, my threshold for movies a lot of times is like two hours, ten minutes. Now, sometimes with these superhero movies, they go three hours and stuff like that, which, you know, is long. But I'm a, I'm a superhero guy. And as long as action, all right, I can I can rock with you most of the time. But this, they kept me engaged the entire movie.
0: Mm-hmm, 100%.
1: Entire movie. um
0: Same thing, uh to, to piggyback on that, when, um you know, they told him that he couldn't go out initially to race. It's yeah. one of those things where it's like, well, you know that you're the chosen one. It's like eventually it's going to happen for you. So it's like 100%. When was at the moment, you know, I feel like deep down he knew that his time was coming. It was gonna too.
1: come and it's gonna again, cream rise to the top. Where again it was political. Mm-hmm. That was straight up, he's not a Ford guy. You right. know what I mean? So he did get snubbed. Like the coach did put in the other guy that who was less but eventually, when he it's enough it. heat and enough losing, you go away. Well, hey, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I think
0: he he's not only is he a race car driver, but he built the car that he built the to car. put other people <laughs> in. Right. Like, what are you doing?
1: Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy, and I'm like, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna. If enough money, that play enough reputations on the line, you are gonna switch it around. Most definitely. So Ford, I thought was just, I thought the way they uh, positioned Ford in this movie was really interesting. Um, it, you know, one well, one thing about just large companies in general. So the note that they kind of made that uh, when you're trying to get something passed, or whether it's an idea or a product or something like that, how it can just be exhausting going through so many different channels and so many has to uh, be approved by so many different levels uh so that you know i thought that was a funny commentary on large companies i've worked for large companies as well as mostly smaller companies is what i've worked for my very first company i worked for when i went to espn was through or when i went to vegas was through espn (laughs) and uh, obviously huge company like i was in a subsidiary called espn events so that's its own outfit that's Mm -hmm. under espn and obviously like. There's so many different channels, right. so many different channels, even though I'm in a small office of, you know, five people working so many different channels to get to the top. And then I've worked from right from that job. I went to a place I, start, I went to a startup that had been around three years and it was only 14 of us. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, six people on my team. So I've seen both sides where, you know, and went to Zenith, that was 100 people around a hundred employees. So I've seen it at a lot of different places and there's, the grass is always greener. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always, there's good and plus, you know, in the smaller you have more creative input mm-hmm. and more say, and you know, you have a, a bigger chance of changing things. Right. Quicker too. Right. Um, and meaningful change on a larger company, you have more stability. So you don't have as much of a say, but stuck in tradition, Yeah, you
0: know,
1: it's you know, stuck in tradition, but, you know, you don't have to worry if the company's going to be there in a year or two. Right. You know it is. Right. Like, you know what I mean? You know that, you know, there's there's some stability. There's systems are already in place. There's not, there's more organization, mm-hmm. um, which people do want stability. People want organization. But mm-hmm. you also want your voice to be heard, especially if you're naturally an entrepreneur or a creator at heart.
0: Right. And I can say, like, being in the business space, I know, like, for, for businesses, I feel like, especially one like Ford mm-hmm. that's been around for so long, I feel like that kind of corporate structure grows over time. hmm and the thing that is one of my pet peeves in business is like when I try to work with other startups. Yeah. And it's like you can tell they're trying to inject a corporate culture oh, into their business. Yeah. So it's like it's it's, it's ten of you, right? Yeah. Or not even. Let's say let's say it's six of you. Right. But you're sending me to go through three other people. Yeah. Just. <laughs> it's like, who do you think you are? Right. You yeah. Had? You know, it's like we're all trying to build, we're all trying to grow and get to yeah. a, a certain place. And so, like, that's one of my pet peeves, like, when people just, they believe so much in, like, tradition and, like, that yeah. like corporate culture that instead of, you know, adding some flavor, like, being right. true to themselves, just like, all right, this worked for Ford, this worked for all these other companies, right? You know, so it'll work for me. But it's like, Ford, I'm sure they didn't bring that corporate culture into place until they were... I don't know how many millions of dollars in profit. Right. You know, 10 years in, right. 20 years in, it just happens naturally.
2: So. Yeah.
1: I think uh that's that's good. That's very interesting how yeah, that's it's funny how, you know, again, you you've seen not worked for them, but have dealt with and worked with and met with probably a ton of different startups and just whether it's conferences or just networking. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting to hear because I think that, yeah, sometimes you do get that where, and it's really a cultural thing and less about the number of people. Right. You know, like you just said, I think, because uh, I've had places where, you know, not to go through just each of the places I worked and, like, name names <laughs> of the people, but, like, I've oh, had we'll some after you. Man. Right, yeah, be like, what? I mean, it's all, I was about to say it's positive, but for the <laughs> most part. But I've had – super small companies where you feel like the CEO is super unapproachable. Right. right? And then I had companies where mid to large size where I can text the CEO right now, you know what I mean? And say, yo, you want to get coffee next week? Mm So it's again, part of that is relationship. And then also just the culture that they start, it starts at the head. So how do you establish this culture? Is it, do you feel like there's 20 channels to get to you? You're this unapproachable like being Mm -hmm. that's not really a part of, you know, the the day to day. So I think there's a balance there. And then again, just finding, um, finding it yourself and also what's very interesting too is how I've been in two different I've been in situations where the CEO or the person running the company started it with their own money and their own sweat and tears mm-hmm. versus uh, they stepped into that role mm-hmm. and it's different. It's very, different. I'm not going to say good, bad or whatever man. I do have an opinion on if it's good, bad or whatever <laughs> but I would just say that it's different It's different man. Do you think like, you
0: it's good, bad or better?
1: Uh, I <laughs> I personally think that uh, that if you start it, if you, you if it's if it's you, you just have more at stake. Mm-hmm. Like we said, I mean, like we were talking about, um, like free soloing, mm-hmm. when it's life or death for you. You're going to put more into it. So same way, if if your assets are on the line and your family's name is on the door and you have to feed your kids and if this doesn't work out, then you're going bankrupt and you lose your house and your mortgage versus just being a CEO who's in that role. And if you get fired, you just go in and find something else. You have no stake
0: in the company. Probably another executive role. Probably another
1: executive role. You just become CEO or CMO or COO at some other place. Mm -hmm. And you just miss out on a check for a month, but you have a ton of savings. Mm -hmm you're gonna treat it
0: differently, right. naturally,
1: even if you don't think you are. Mm-hmm. Just nat- natural instincts. It's, sacri-
0: it's those sacrifices, just like i have been talking beforehand. Yeah. Well, you know, it takes certain sacrifices to build something, yeah. especially a business, especially oh. when you're going into a certain industry like automotive or like technology. Yeah. You know, it takes certain sacrifices in order to figure out just yeah. how to get possibly from point A to point B. Yeah. Like once you figure that out, you gotta figure out how to make the plan clear cut like at every single point along the journey. And it's like that takes a team of people absolutely just to keep your mind right.
1: You absolutely. Know? So it's so I think that um I think it I think that you're gonna give it more if the CEO is the person who started it. Initially. Mm-hmm. Then you might get to a point where you're just on the board and you have, you know right. and you have another operating CEO eventually or something like that. You know, that that might be a place that you get to. Um, I don't know. But
0: that's, an that's a milestone. That is a
1: milestone for sure. So um, but yeah, I just, I honestly feel like, yeah, man, that, that grind that you, especially when that, when it's in its beginning stages, that grind of just having someone that it's like, your back is against the wall. Like, this is all you, I mean, you th- think about like certain artists, like the rappers who like their album is their, their first album is their best album. Mm-hmm. Like Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt, like he's talked about like how he's like, no album will beat that. Cause like, he was like, that was my life's work. Mm-hmm. Like everything I put into that, like I put all this money into it myself. Like it was succeed at this or like, you're not eating like. That was all that went into the album. Right. So by the time you get to Blueprint Three, you ain't you're not as hungry. You're right. not as you know what I mean. So not to discount. I mean, obviously he has like 10, 11, number one albums. So
0: and the Blueprint Three was still a hit. Still fire.
1: Yeah, still fire. And uh, but you know, even four forty four is fire. But you're not. He's in a whole different place. Right. Like you know what I mean. But still, he's like, man, no, nothing will beat the grind that I have for reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. So I think that the same thing. I mean, when it's when your back is against the wall and it's like, you gotta like, you, this This figure has to right pop. This has to, to pop. This ain't the first friend, you know, this is the first franchise. This ain't the five, five thousandth one that you've put up right. nationwide. And it's kind of like this flop. And eh, I got, you know, 4,999 other ones, you know, it's mm-hmm. different. So this is different. Um, but back to, back to Ford though, back to the movie. kaku I could go on talking about <laughs> business and entrepreneurial stuff Me all day. Too. Uh, I love those conversations, but, With Ford, uh, I did like I said. I thought it was interesting how they how they portrayed them. There was a lot of jokes uh, poked at Ford Mm -hmm. in this movie, and just how they portrayed uh, Henry Ford the second. Like it was to the point where I was like, it, it stuck out so much because it wasn't a super humorous film. Like it was, it was, it was. Funny parts. funny parts just like any just like any movie yeah. uh has part has aspects of all different types like there's always if a good movie most of the time is gonna have some type of uh romance so mm-hmm. you have he and his wife and their relationship right. um there's gonna have some type of suspense obviously with each race you're on the edge of your seat what's about to happen especially if you didn't know the story mm-hmm. um so you know there's that but and there's always a little bit of humor so i thought they fitted in there nicely even that you know the relationship between he uh between Ken and Carol yep. that was like they had a, a re- they were like brothers Brother, you know yep. what I mean they were really had a, a brotherly relationship so it was just funny to see them poking at each other and they had a good relationship mm-hmm. um but the joke specifically at Ford they were the Ford was the only entity that I felt like was portrayed negatively in this I feel like everyone else pretty got pretty much had a good rap mm-hmm. um you know you I, no one was flawless even Ken right. right who was kind of the hero of the story. He wasn't without flaws, but he was an endearing character. Very early on in the film, you're like, "Yo, I like this dude. Mm-hmm. You liked him. You wanted to see him do well. You wanted to see him succeed." Same thing with Carol. He mm-hmm. kind of had swag to him. You liked him. You are rooting for yeah, him.
0: A whole lot of swag.
1: Before was the only entity, and then uh, Leo Beebe, who is the you know the guy who do was Snake. You you just the whole Rico. time you're watching them and you're just like, "Me, I don't I don't rock with four. Yeah, right. here. Yeah. <laughs> literally. So you just you just didn't rock with him. So I thought that was interesting that. Um, this American-made movie, it, I think it shows it shows what the racing community, or at least this director, thinks of that situation. Right. So you know that okay, Ford must have really been looked at negatively in the racing community from mm-hmm. that situation. If we're in America, we're in Detroit, and they made this movie, you and, know.
0: And I mean, and you, and also one thing I remember, like they made emphasis on the fact that Ford wanted to stay out of racing. Like, yeah. He didn't yeah. see any benefit in building a race car at all, and like yeah. trying to go over there and compete. He found a clear-cut way, like a niche, to build a product mm-hmm. and get it out to the consumer the quickest way possible. Yeah, and that was bringing in money. Like I remember, um, the key thing when they brought in Carroll Shelby for like their sit-down meeting. Yeah, and uh, the guy Leo, he kept saying like, "Why should we build a race car?" He said, "No other car company." Puts out nearly as many cars as we yeah. do. What do you say? Yeah. Ferrari builds, or are we build in one day. What, what they build in a, in a year? Yeah. And it's like, and, and and Ken hit the point on the head. It's like it's not about how many you can put it out. It's like people buy Ferraris and they can mark up those prices just because of the intricacy, like yeah. the care that goes into. Yeah. It.
1: And like the what what are now boomers, which is funny because there's so many jokes around boomers now. But mm-hmm. what were then boomers? um they're like, you know, they're at teens at the time, they're like they want the cool thing. They want the so it's, it's just funny how the same tricks and the same with whether it's marketing or advertising.
0: It's still around it's today. It's the same,
1: man. It's just it's just different, you know, different avenues and it's just something new. But there's you know, there's no the tactics and everything, mm-hmm. the the fundamentals behind it, it's still the exact same.
0: I'm telling you, we living in i I'm telling you, we're living in the movie, bro. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Uh but, yeah, man, I, th- I thought uh, I thought that was, um, you know, interesting. I, it's funny, too, with the Mustang. So, like I said, the Mustang is kind of like the car that I grew up like. I want a Mustang when I get older. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah, I wanted a convertible Mustang. It's like what I thought was, like, the dopest car. Um, and it's funny how my, my view on it, after seeing the history behind it, is <clears throat> different. Where it's like, they you know, Carol Shelby and Kim, Kim Miles were looking at it like, man, this thing is, like, when Ken just ripped it apart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, man, this thing is trash, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Leo Beebe thought it was, like, the next hot thing. Mm-hmm. And he just ripped it and that made me look at it differently but the the following uh Mustang models I did look up Ken Miles and and Carroll Shelby did, did go together. and they did together a lot of the miles so now like the like the Shelby I kind of want to get now cuz like <laughs> yeah I saw the movie so now I want to get the the Mustang Shelby so mm-hmm. um that was dope and then just like like I said the goosebumps you have watching this movie like I'm watching the Daytona race and like I'm on the edge of my seat like I want him to win so that he can then get to the 24 hour race, oh, yeah, okay. yep. you know, so I'm watching that and, you know, it's at nighttime and everything. So, um, it's just, they did a really good job of just keeping you engaged. Mm-hmm. Again, it wasn't just racing and mm-hmm. we don't know what's going on, but the acting, I think also you just remember like, man, like Christian Bell's a good actor. If you, if you forgot Christian Bell is a really good actor, yes. man, that dude, even with the accent, like he killed it. It was no, a lot. That's one of the hardest things. I mean, I just saw, what did
0: I just see Uh, with someone had accents? What did I? See? Was it Will? Smith? Why did I? Will Smith? Well, you know, Idris Elba. He plays that American <sighs> accent, like amazing. Yeah, he sounds like he's from. Amazing. the Somers. Idris
1: Elba is an amazing actor too. He's he's an underrated actor. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, like he should be in more big things yes. than, than what he is. Hundred percent. Um, but yeah, man, Christian Bellman, he did a really good job. I wouldn't be shocked if he got some award nominations for this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and, I mean, it's over overall. Like this movie really caught me off guard because I really thought they were just gonna be shoving like racing and cars and all of this stuff like dying throw but it's really a movie about how to come up like you can take this as a blueprint Mm -hmm. if you're somebody who's already on a journey or like you wake up every day and like you tell yourself like i want to get on this journey it's just a good movie to watch and like have on your list because like you say it gives you goosebumps yeah and then like to know that it's a true story and like they stuck to the script for the most part yeah I mean, I don't. I'm somebody. I don't need to see too many things like that in order for me to know like what I can do. Honestly. Yeah. You know, is, yeah, it
1: was yeah, what's possible. And it's like you, you know, everyone has their own gifts and talents and like their own purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I really do believe that everyone has their own unique purpose. Um, I think unfortunately, there's a ton of people, majority of people, who never know what that, who never find that out, and they go through life doing stuff that they're probably not like meant to do. It's cause they're focused
0: on money. yeah focused on the wrong thing they're focused on money like if somebody makes their goal to get rich as soon as they get excuse me as soon as they get a hundred thousand it's like they good it's like how do you tell somebody that's never had any money before whose goal is to get rich yeah like nah turn down this yeah you know because it's something bigger it's like people sell themselves short all the time very
1: yeah all the time so i think that uh it's just cool to see, again, stories like this where it's like, all right, this dude's going to do something that no one else has ever done. Mm-hmm. And he just knew. He knew, like, this is what I'm meant to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it was no, it was no hesitation. And, it wasn't hesitation, um, the money with him either. No, he didn't care about that. I mean, obviously, he had to take care of bills. And, like, it was funny, like, when he told his wife, uh, she's like, like, how much are they, like, they have to pay you this time. And he was like, it's 200 a day. And she was like, and you still thinking about it? Like, if you don't go back and tell them you got to like, you know, so that part was super funny. Um, but yeah, like, but the fact that he was, the fact that this dude was broke, he's losing his business, didn't pay taxes. And they offered him essentially a blank check, but 200 a day where he was previously not getting paid at all to race. Mm-hmm. And they're paying him two hundred a day just to test out and work on the car, and he had to think about it just because of his love and his integrity to make sure that that was all intact right. in the sport. Like again, it shows what kind of duty was. So mm-hmm. um, again, there was a lot of really good messages in this, regardless of if you love cars or hate cars, right? Um, just in general. Uh, like I said, I was hyped to see the Punisher in this. Um he that that presentation I
0: all movies.
1: Bro, he's dope. Yeah, I will rock with him. Uh in his presentation, like back where you were saying when he had that when he made the marketing presentation uh talking about, you know, why they need to get into racing, it made me think, what is the worst um what's the worst presentation uh you've had?
0: Um Okay, okay, okay. The worst presentation.
1: I'll say as an adult. So college on.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Like whether it's like a class presentation or even for your business, what's the worst presentation you ever had? I don't even know if I want to say.
0: <laughs> or second worst. <laughs> you don't want to say the worst. Oh no, it might be a little too embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there just there just been times I can't call specifically other than one. Uh, but there have just been times where, like, you know, I get in front of people. I'm a fairly confident person. Yeah. I'm just one of those people where if there's something that needs to be done and I'm like, yeah. needed to do it, I just, I'll do it. Even yeah. if I'm nervous beforehand, yeah. it's like at this point in time, it's time to go. Like it's time to go. Yeah. And whatever happens, happens. Uh, but there have been times where, you know, I get up there and I forget words or like I forget what I'm supposed to say. Yeah. Uh, there was one time where we were doing presentations in college and um i was i was like ultimately distracted so it was before i was going yeah um and I had, like, uh, like, a gum wrapper. Yeah. Like a, a, a little foil gum wrapper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I basically said, you know, they had some of those desks that had outlets in them. Yeah. And so, like, the people before <laughs> me, they're giving their presentation, right? <laughs> it also has to go afterwards. <laughs> and I'm bored, so I'm twiddling with this gum wrapper, and I just kind of sit it in the outlet. I'm not thinking anything. Yeah. Which is dumb, but I'm not thinking anything. kind of sit it in there, and then I'm, like, flicking it up, flicking it up. and then it finally goes in there, and then... <laughs> Like, the thing blows up, all the lights go out, it starts flickering, yeah, and then the teacher, uh, Mandy, it was was the athletic class that we had to take. Oh, man. She's, like, she's red in the face, she's mad, just staring at me. Oh, she knew um, it was you? Well, I mean, the outlet in front of me was smoking, (laughs) (laughs) so it was nobody else but me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, she still let me go afterwards, but I messed up my presentation the whole. Like, hey
1: yo, shout out to I, I love Mandy. I shout out to Mandy. <laughs> she's uh,
0: all
1: right, yeah, she's cool. She, <laughs> she said she's all right. Man, I would I, I wouldn't have made I wouldn't have made through college without Mandy. Would not I've made it through, man. Uh Well,
0: she switched me to Elliot
1: really quickly. Yeah, right? <laughs> She forget that yeah no she uh that's my academic angel i wouldn't have made it through uh but uh the ending man the end of this movie like i said it's the real story but it pissed me off man it was that was rough
0: yes i was oh so you talking about when he uh when the car blew up in the end or no or i mean i lost? was that
1: hurt i mean that hurt but just like him losing oh when he found out he lost down? yeah him them telling him to slow down man that has to be the lamest like
0: it's like, I have so much to say about that part. For one, like, in the end, like, Carol Shelby was a good friend, but there were points in time where he should have been a real brother. And, yeah, like, he you should have stuck up for him, yeah. Yeah, when well, you got uh, somebody like Ford that's coming in and trying to wedge their way between a relationship with somebody yeah. that you've had or, like, known prior to whatever it is that you're yeah. working on. It's like, you have to... At the end of the day, like think about who it is that you're loyal to, or like where loyalty stands behind. And I feel like there were definitely moments to where, you know, he brought it up in the question, especially the first time, like when they told him last minute that Ken couldn't go in the race. He should have been like, no, like put his foot down. But I also understand it's early on, so he did what he had to do. Mm -hmm. When they tell him to tell him to throw the race to slow slow down,
1: and that's the thing is that at that point they had he had built up enough clout and they had done enough. To where it's like, him. enough is enough. Like, uh, like, I'm sorry, like I don't care if you ban me from X, Y, Z. Like, en- like I have to be a man and have integrity here for it. Like, you have to stand up for him. Like, yes. again, that's his boy. Um, and especially when Ken is so reliable. Like, you, you've you dissed Ken now. Like, you've put him in a position in two different scenarios. The first time where he literally didn't get to go. The second time where he still had to do a race to prove himself mm-hmm. to go. Which is crazy that mm-hmm. he had to prove himself. He already proved himself. Um so you putting him in that situation two times, and he's still rocking with you. Mm-hmm. Like he still came back. Without question. Without question. Like, <laughs> so the fact that
0: it was even a thought.
1: A thought of like, all right, now, now we've gotten to this point. He's worked to get here. He won. He won.
0: Because the race was over. The with. race is over.
1: Now I'm about to tell him, hey, I know you won, but like, you know what I mean? So but I do so that makes you just respect Ken so much more. Cause even through all that, he was still like, you know what? I'm not gonna put my boy out there the same way he's putting me out there. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go one more lap, break my own record, and I'm gonna slow it
0: down. And <coughs> so played. and got
1: and got played. played. So that that I mean that's one of the most heartbreaking endings to a story. Obviously, there's other endings that aren't favorable, but I don't know if I've ever seen a real story that ended so rough. Like it wasn't dramatized. Like dang, like that's that really happened. I, I looked it up to make like be like, dang, that really
0: is how they did him. And like, to know that they still. Like did business together after that. Yeah, like that speaks to his character,
1: right? And like, his love right? for the he, how much he loved cars and doing what he did. So I, I couldn't, especially no the way no, way. That they, no the way. way the way that
0: they trusted each other. Even now, the fight the fight happened before that. Right? Yeah, the fight happened before they fought. Yeah, like you know when you're when you're close friends with somebody, even like have that brotherly relationship. You know it comes to those points in times where you might get into like an argument. Some yeah. people even physical altercation, like that's right. normal for them. But at that point, you know, there's there's no turning back. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You just move forward beyond that point. can't get any worse than that. Right. Than throwing hands. right but honestly, with him asking his man's like to throw the race that he already won. Right. After that racer put everything like in him on the line to make everybody look good. Right. It's just one of those things where it's like, man, I can't rock, even the fact that you would ask me that, like, I yeah. cannot rock with you. Yeah. I you
1: know. Yeah, and like you said, he said, I shouldn't even ask you. And it's like, bro, you already did it. And the damage is done now. And the way he still played it cool, like, that ah, is what it is. Like, I'm like, bro, he like, couldn't, there's no way he had to like that back in, like. might have been like, get off Yeah, bro, yeah, don't talk to me. Don't even look, me. bro, don't even look at me. Don't show up in my crib no more, like. I don't want you talking to my son like nothing. Nothing. But uh, but that's crazy. But like I said, the movie, man, this has to be one of the most entertaining, if not the most entertaining, two and a half hour movie you'll see this year, man. Facts. Right. Um, like I said, I got goosebumps at different points just because the competition. I mean, it's like the same goosebumps you get like watching like a replay of like a classic game mm-hmm. on like e- you know on ESPN Classic or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um. I don't know if he's a better driver than Lightning McQueen. If you've seen the Cars movies on <laughs> Disney, but uh, but he's up there, man. I put him up there in the same conversation with Lightning McQueen. Uh, but no, for, for real though, really, really good movie. Um, yeah, man, it was it was crazy. It's a, it's horrible way he went out as far as dying. I mean, obviously losing that race, but then dying. But you know, he went on again. I did some research and just to see how respected he is in the community, mm-hmm. um, and how he's you know held as one of the greatest. He's still the only one who you know who won it um in that fashion right with four so that's just that's just dope man and i also
0: saw they went to win like what four straight yeah they
1: that? went four straight i'm like bro, and the only and it hasn't been done since like right. four hasn't won since so i don't think, I
0: don't think any american cars are, or, is that what it said might have said that yeah that's what it said. yeah it probably, it, it, probably it, it probably it did it
1: probably did um so that again this is it's just a great story man I, I like when the right stories are chosen to be made into uh Biopics, because mm-hmm. I think sometimes they choose the wrong stories, or they choose the right person, but then they sh- they shed a, a, a they negative light. Wrong, right? So yeah, they portray it really wrong. So like I did, a, uh, we reviewed a uh, Judy earlier this year, and I thought that um Judy uh, Judy Garland film, okay. um who is you know most famous at least in our generation for uh, uh well the movie didn't come out in our generation, but which obviously everyone knows what Wizard of Oz is. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's she's Dorothy in Wizard of Oz. But I was in that play, kindergarten. I was the Oz. <laughs> I was the Oz. <laughs> So so Matt has a special connection with with Wizard of Oz, but but no, man, like, that's one of my favorite movies of all time, and, um, you know, I just felt, not to go on a whole thing about that movie, because obviously I did that review, but um I just felt like they portrayed her really wrong and they sh- they showed all the negative parts of her life okay. as opposed to all the great accomplishments she had. So I feel like in this one they did a really good job of showing that hey, these guys weren't perfect, but they were amazing men and you know, let's let's respect their legacy.
0: And you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be it's perfect. Be great. Yeah. So no one's perfect. Like no Shelby. human being is perfect. Yeah, you right. You can end up like Shelby, <laughs> the dude who made one of the nicest cars cause everybody knows about the Shelby Cobra. Yeah. Like you can end up with that kind of legacy, yeah, like being a staple in history, not being perfect, like yeah. not starting off with everything, being attacked by the IRS, right? Like the closing your business down, wife mad at you, your right? Son upset, right? You, know, you can still take that situation and like turn it into something that nobody else can for real.
1: Yeah, so it was a, it was an amazing movie. Uh, what would you rate it on a scale of one to ten? Hmm.
0: What Goes into this criteria, bro. I'm real technical.
1: Oh, it's, a, it's completely up to you. It's it, whatever you're it's no, I don't have like a rubric. Is this, or anything. like as
0: far as okay, it's, it's, yeah, how much
1: it's really how much you enjoy. Like, I, I go based off of like what how I like enjoyed it to be oh, honest with. Like,
0: I mean, I'll give it like I'll give it at least an eight, I'd yeah, give it like an eight, eight and a half for real. Yeah, like, I get
1: we right around the same. I give it an 8.6. I want
0: to watch it. I mean, it's so. definitely a movie that I feel like I could watch again. That's yeah, kinda what I base it off of. There's a lot of movies that come out that I think are good. But like, I don't think I can sit through watching it
1: Agreed. again. Agreed. Yeah, so. so I thought this was good, man. I thought, like I said, 8.6 out of 10 is what I'd give it. Um, I'd say it's worth going to see opening night. Like, I always give, whether it's opening night, $5 Tuesday, Netflix, or don't watch it all. And mm-hmm. I, I definitely say, it's, if you go see it opening night, it's, it's worth the money. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't you you will stay in there. You won't feel like you wasted your money. I agree. Um, so really good movie. Uh, upcoming movies you're excited about?
0: Upcoming. So, all right, so there's one that just came out, though. Yeah. I know if that counts. Oh, no.
1: Any any movie you haven't seen that you're looking forward to seeing?
0: Oh, so there's uh so Dolomite. Okay. Dolomite is my name movie It's out on Netflix. Okay. Um I know that that's a movie that I have been seeing a lot like yeah. online and I saw people talking about it. But to be real, I saw the original Dolomite movie yeah. from the 70s. Yeah. And I saw the cast of this Dolomite movie. Yeah. And it did not make me want to watch it. Like, I saw Eddie <laughs> Murphy supposed to be Dolomite. Yeah. I saw uh, Mike Epps was in it. I saw the dude from Hot Tub Time Machine was in it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Dol- I don't know if you've seen Dolomite. I haven't, no. it's a real, like, it's one of those blaxploitation movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dolomite, he was a pimp, like, 1970s to the degree. Yeah. It's like, when I see Eddie Murphy doing it, I'm like, this does not... Right, add up like it doesn't add up for me. So I passed it uh, for about a week straight, and then um, someone who I follow as an entrepreneur, he actually put it out as number two on his list. Oh wow! For okay, movies the people for movies for people to see. Okay, um, that are on the entrepreneurial journey. So it's a really I watched it. It's really, really, really good. I think you should watch. Wow. it Wow. Okay. All right. I think you'll like it. Okay. Um, that movie. Then I would suggest people to go see Black and Blue. I also just Black saw Blue, that yeah. like a week ago. Yeah, but it's. Another one of those movies, like it touches on um, police brutality, yeah. know, like how um, it's real and like prevalent, yeah. but it goes so much deeper than that. Like yeah. it's not one of those movies where it's just like, I guess, kind of shoving that down your throat, but it kind of shows really what, I can't say really what goes on in right, police right. stations because I'm not a police officer or anything like that, right. never have been. Right. I don't know anybody that is, but um, it makes sense of the corruption right that's kind of that's going on and it kind of shows the power yeah that they have you yeah. know as far as you know just being able to control a narrative over an individual person that they might not even know right you know so i think it's uh it, it's one of those good movies it's not gonna make you crazy sad or anything like that because that's my thing with black lives matters movies and like um This one, I didn't want it to be like a Fruitvale station. Yeah, where you just get pissed off, yeah. I couldn't watch it again. I have the movie and everything. I can't watch it more than the one time that I did. But Black and Blue is not that. Like, high action, um, it shows that people are on BS, but you can also come out on top. Got
1: you. Interesting. Okay. Uh, The Banker is mine. Uh, So... Uh, the story of the first African American bankers in the United mm-hmm. States. So Samuel L. Jackson and Anthony Mackie. So that that looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, look up the trailer, I saw, I've seen the trailer a couple times now, just in the theaters. Um, again, good story, mm-hmm. uh, I love seeing, you know, obviously it's good to just see diversity in general. Obviously being a black male is good to see two black men who started the, the first African American bank in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh... Yeah, seeing people like us just... That's a real story. Yeah, so.
0: seeing people like us in industries... Like cool, man. ...that we're typically in.
1: Yeah. Dominating. Yeah, so, like, seeing that history, again, some, you know, I, like I said, I'm not huge on history, but this seems like a really good uh, story and a positive one. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I hate seeing, you know, real stories on African Americans that are negative, right. whether it's, like, slavery or, you know, I... Or you know just right. this discrimination. Now, obviously, this is gonna deal with discrimination. Obviously, they you know they they even even touched on that they actually had a white guy front as their proxy basically when making some of these deals so that they were able to get into the door. I so did that? So I they did that before. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I had to do that a couple of times.
1: <laughs> that's a shame. That is a shame. <laughs> that 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 you still had to do that, man. But it's hey, it's real. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. So. Um. So, yeah, man, but that's it. That's all. That's all. appreciate you coming up here, man. I oh,
0: thank you for having me, man. I, I'm telling you, I was waiting. Yeah. I was
1: waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I'm, I'm happy that you, uh, that I enjoyed the film, too. Yeah. I think we both were like, I don't know what I knew it was a big movie, but I was like, you know, I don't know what it's going to be about. Is it going to be a race car? Mm-hmm. And I don't know anything about race cars, but it was a real good movie, mm-hmm. and I appreciate you coming up. So, it was good catching up, and uh, thank you all for listening. Until next week, peace.